0: I know I know I uh, uh, I know it's been a while Um, but I have been super super uber busy taking care of a lot of things I mean like the list just runs on like it's santa's list. Um, so uh after I kind of I mean i'm lying I'm still busy, but um, I didn't really know like How to return <laughs> For the longest because I I enjoyed the other shows. I enjoyed doing them, but I I also became passionate about a lot of other things and written written Ralph suggested to share one of the things I am really interested in, which is true crime um a female that should be kind of expected uh but once i get my bearings on how to kind of just do my own show hopefully i will improve but in the meantime if you're a fan of the strange dark and mysterious delivered in story from no, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding you should watch mr Ballin for that uh i absolutely love his shows i actually do work out to his shows like that's my goal like while i'm watching i'm like wow that sounded crazy why did they go in there like i'm <laughs> like i'm just doing i'm just doing my thing um you know uh but if you're interested in MRS, um, mystery murder and monday i'm kidding mess it up but anyway i love bailey too but i am not gonna be like um but i will be doing my show on mondays uh not because of bailey but primarily because i had the show before doing cat maniac mondays um so let's get started so here's my thing If you like to learn about different mysteries or crimes, you can just hit that like button to subscribe, you can leave me comments, but most importantly, I do need the commentary because I do need feedback, Um, but let's get started with my new series that is called 52 Lockup, which is 52 crimes, 52 weeks. Make sure you guys enjoy. Okay, so we're gonna start with one of the first cases that fascinates me the most. Um, It's the death of 15-year-old Seth Jackson in Florida Um, So Seth lived in Summerfield, Florida with his two brothers and his parents Uh, Often described as like friendly, outgoing, funny and popular Uh, When he entered into high school, Seth and Amber Wright began to date when they were like 14. Now Seth's parents uh, uh, Describe Amber as like she seemed nice in the beginning, but over time she kind of gave them the impression that she was manipulative Um, And Like most normal teenagers, you know, this is uh, back in 2011. Uh, They're posting on their social media accounts And, you know, Seth would make posts about, uh, like on March 14th, he's like chilling in the house with Amber and Kyle, bored as fuck. Uh, Kyle is actually Amber's stepbrother, Kyle Hooper. We'll get back to him soon. Um, Now after this post their social media posts began to kind of drastically change which demonstrated what was going on in their relationship Um, The teenage relationship became toxic and even ended finally when Amber Wright had cheated on Seth with Michael Bargo Who was actually 18 years old these ages are kind of important. So after Seth uh, Discovered that she had cheated on him he became angry and he eventually challenged uh, Michael Bargo who was 18 Uh, to a fight and according to other multiple resources, Seth had won the fight, which I presume for most average 18-year-old boys, this would be embarrassing. Now, their fight spewed out all over the place. Amber and Seth uh, were on their social media accounts, just constantly just posting incendiary comments Uh, for other people to see um they were just constantly going at each other and this was a very a public thing this was your i guess your new online of like what's going on so like even on march 23rd amber had posted like basically fuck this i spoke up we done bro uh hit me up in another lifetime seth wrote on march 28th single now hit me up now that i don't have a trick uh girlfriend now basically insinuating about amber now um march 30th uh seth decides to make a post that's addressing amber where he's like fuck amber you wanted it uh like i said my song to you is ha 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 you did this to yourself um and then later on he posts on about have her mike uh fago fuck boy um a female friend uh, ends up responding to seth going bargo um and he's like yeah that whatever he had wrote there in slurs um he goes he wouldn't fight me now this is leading into that fight between them right so now amber third uh on april 3rd amber posts it feels so weird waking up with you not you know basically beside me so seth responds like oh you're telling me and then later on he says ah, amber i'm done fighting with you you know i'm hoping later on we can work this out and amber responds to seth saying just do me a favor consider me dead to you and then mike bargo decides to enter the conversation because i guess now he feels seth thinks Oh, she's talking about him. So he's like, Seth, she was talking about me. So Seth gets pissed and he says, Well, that's cool. Alyssa's my baby now. Um, now, this is important because Alyssa is actually the girlfriend of Amber Wright's stepbrother, um, Kyle Hooper. Kyle Hooper at the time, I believe, was uh, about 16, 17. Um, actually, I believe he was the same age as Amber, maybe a year older. So he might have been like 15, 16. Um, So these posts are like kind of going back and forth uh, between Seth's until uh, Seth's untimely demise on April 17th Now the there are death threats now that are starting to increase. They're all threatening each other They're fighting and Michael Bargo tells Seth like I have a bullet with your name on it Now, this is when the the plan begins to set into motion, right? because we're gonna just have to take a few steps back and start talking about Michael Bargo uh michael bargo at the time was 18 years old when he was dating 15 year old amber right now he already had a history of being under the influence um and if you read the court case and you read in the subtext itself it uh, was stated that he had a hostile relationship with his mother he was diagnosed with adhd at the age of seven Uh, and for those of you who may may not know adhd is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder which is a medical condition that affects a person's attention and self-control um, I'm getting that from the website. I don't want to offend anyone who does actually have ADHD Um, so i'm basically kind of just summing it up uh, and just so you know anyone who does have adhd don't associate them with just michael bargo Everyone's different now at the age of seven. He was already prescribed ritalin concerta uh focalin and adderall Which sounds like a lot to prescribe a kid especially for a long period of time to stimulate them Um, he had been found to be a danger to himself and others as he was growing uh getting older He became angry when his parents had divorced um he was dealing with bullying uh as he was growing up because he actually is a small kind of like thin dude which may explain why he may have lost the fight to seth um during this case it was discovered that he had abnormal uh, brain scan bipolar disorder schizoaffective disorder and a complex uh seizure disorder now side note schizoaffective disorder is a combination of symptoms of schizophrenia and mood disorder such as like depression or bipolar um there was mentions of that tried to give a little weight to support him was that he had a close loving relationship with his sister lauren um his paternal grandmother uh virgie and it seemed like i guess that was the closest he got to a healthy-ish relationship um none of that weighed anything on in, in, in regards to the case so he has a history now of severe drug addiction as well and he never received proper treatment for it now one of the most interesting things that they use to describe him is he's actually a follower not a leader Unfortunately around the time of the crime um, that we're gonna skip over to in a second. He was not taking his medication So the truth is Michael Bargo was a walking time bomb now Amber is supposed to lure Seth um, Over to the place Kyle Hooper is still pissed at him that Seth slept with his girlfriend, Alyssa And this is all supposed to occur at Charlie Eli's or Ellie's house uh, Location and then there's a Justin Soto who just joins in for whatever reason and um, Now we're going to talk about the actual death in case. I just need some water Now seth was originally hanging out with his friend I think they went to the movies or something like that and his mom was supposed to pick him up But he ends up biking home. He receives a text message from amber And they were talking about like meeting up now when seth goes there He's expecting to meet his ex-girlfriend at the trailer place, uh trailer house or trailer home Uh, And what he ends up meeting is 15 year old amber, Wright her 17-year-old then-stepbrother, Kyle Hooper, her new boyfriend, 18-year-old uh, Michael Shane Bargo, 16-, 17-year-old Charlie Ellie, because that's, of course, that's, that's where she lives, and 20-year-old Justin Soto. So Seth Jackson was severely beat, shot, um, and let me let me sum this up for you. Basically, they beat the crap out of him. Um, he manages to escape. People see that there's a scuffle going on in front of one of the houses, but they kind of just like dismiss it as kids being kids. And then out of nowhere um justin soto who admitted to this when um seth had escaped he actually struck him with the axe handle restrained him in order to bring him back into the house seth is now completely outnumbered right um after they continued to beat him soto also assisted with this where they all placed the victim into a bathtub where bargo continued to beat the victim Um, He was trying to break his kneecaps and the reason why they were so focused on breaking his kneecaps was because They wanted to stuff his body into a sleeping bag and it wouldn't fit at some point Michael Bargo realized that Seth was still alive and then he shot him again in the bathtub Eventually, they were successful in breaking his kneecaps and then they folded him into a sleeping bag. I'm not done He pulls out his teeth with pliers Um, After that, they take his body to the back of the trailer inside the sleeping bag and then they hogtie him in the backyard and just have a fire pit. They're just like burning. They're like, oh, we're having a good old time partying and drinking and having the time of their lives. Um, until he is reduced to all the way into ashes. They take his ashes and then place it into paint cans. They later call James Haven, um, who claimed that he unknowingly drove the teenagers to a rock quarry where they threw Seth's remains into the water. Let that sink in for a minute. Now, here's my issue with James. James claims he unknowingly knew because he didn't know what the remains were and what they were throwing in the water. But the truth is, later on, he admitted that he heard the teens discussing this plan the 40-year-old got uncomfortable and then walked out. That was it. That, w- that was his solution. Like, well, gee, they're talking about murder. I'm going to leave. Um, so what ends up happening is the following day, uh, Seth's mom reports him missing, and she knew he was supposed to meet up with the ex-girlfriend, Amber. Now, Amber's brother, Kyle, uh, saw that there was a report about Jackson, and he starts telling his mom, like, hey um i think i witnessed the murder of jackson so he's trying to play this like card his mother poor mother um she goes and like oh my god we got to go to the police uh station we got to do this we gotta you know we gotta um you gotta tell them what you know so now they're stuck at the the police precinct and now this is where the story really unfolds of what happens now kyle hooper uh, he creates a story that basically Jackson wanted to speak with his sister, Amber, and states that he dislikes Seth because, you know, Seth has supposedly put his hands on his sister. Um, the brother eventually, like later on, admits that, yeah, he did hit Jackson over the head, which is supposedly how the whole thing started, right? Because he was supposed to get the first hit. Uh, Kyle's initial statement is that after he struck Jackson, he had pushed him into the kitchen of the trailer and then told him to get out. Then a couple of gunshots go off from Michael Bargo, um, who is now labeled as the, 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 the full criminal, right? He's the shooter. Um, and this is where it starts to kind of get interesting, right? Because Kyle is focusing on putting all the blame on Michael Hooper. Now, I'm uh, not Michael, Michael Bargo. Sorry. Amber was the next person to be interviewed by police officers. Now, her original uh, statement was kind of like she's an innocent bystander. Her story was very consistent that Jack was being aggressive, and, you know, she finally said to speak up for herself. And. She states, oh yeah, my brother did strike him, you know, because obviously like to protect me as his sister. Um, She allegedly claims that she had told her friend, Charlie, uh, her girlfriend to run upstairs into the bathroom out of fear. And then they ran into the room and they just heard noises, didn't know what was going on and was in the bathroom the whole night. Like they didn't know nothing what was going on supposedly, right? So when she awoke the following day, she claimed to have smelled pure bleach in the house. And that was all she had noticed. Um, I know, I smell the bullshit too, I'm allergic to it. So Amber and Kyle, at some point when you're watching the police interviews, you see them actually discussing, well, if we do go to jail, basically I'll probably be out like when I'm fucking 20 they expected leniency because of their age and they thought blaming michael bargo because he's older and 18 would shift the blame for them amber was trying very hard to play the female card of like the devil made me do it my boyfriend made me do it kind of thing now amber and michael denied their sexual relationship with each other in the courts um even in their interviews but eventually jackson had broken up with amber due to the fact that she was having sex with michael in fact that's what this whole thing is about so Amber, uh, during her interview, she finally admits that she had sex a couple of times with Bargo, but she did it to aggravate Jackson on purpose after their breakup. But what was focused on social media's attention was to get his attention. She wanted Seth's attention, right? So uh, apparently, unfortunately, during the trial, Kyle Hooper showed remorse, but Amber did not. And actually, when you see her, she's got like a smug look on her face, like, like, you know, she's very proud of what she's, like, what she's done, you know? Um, one of the most crucial pieces of evidence in the case was actually a text message she had sent to Jackson, which lured him to the place. Achoo! Sorry. Sorry. Uh, well, I kind of need to talk to you about us working things out. And this is what's sent to him Sunday, April 17, 2011, at 8.46 uh, p.m. She sent out additional text messages requesting for him to, like, call her. And it was very clear that Amber was aware of the fact that Seth wanted to go back out with her he missed her right so during these exchanges of uh messages like out of like 70 messages i believe jackson eventually says amber if you have me jumped i will never forgive you uh the time of day um so if i get jumped say goodbye april 17 8 56 p.m right amber's reply even states that she promised he was not going to be jumped but simply wanted to continue their relationship again that's the crime like holy like what were you doing at 15 like i mean I was trying to get albums or like listen to music at virgin records like with the with the headphones like trying to figure out which album i was gonna buy not this now let's talk about the sentencing so amber was sentenced to life without parole kyle hooper life without parole michael bargo was sentenced to death uh james haven was sentenced as an accessory uh, after the fact for up to i believe 30 years justin soto took a plea deal just to avoid the death sentence him i have a personal issue with uh, <laughs> so he has life and life in prison and charlie ellie is the only person who uh <sighs> so she received life without parole but her charge became uh lesser after a retrial for second degree murder she was working with the infamous jose bias you would probably remember him from casey anthony so she actually ended up being in prison for nine out of the ten years that she was assigned uh to be sentenced to she's currently actually released at 27 years old Uh, Seth's mother is actually aware of this Sonia. She was angry, but she hasn't made any comments as far as like I know for what I could find online Um, But just as a little side extra fact uh, in regards to how Charlie how she could just get out like that um, so what bias did was He filed an appeal in the federal court, arguing um, among other things, but arguing basically that uh, Ellie's original trial attorney, Jonathan Bull had made several critical mistakes that deprived Ellie of her constitutional right to a fair trial due process, right? In March, a federal judge uh, ruled that Ellie received ineffective counsel because her trial attorney failed to object to portions of a law enforcement interrogation video used by prosecutors to convict her. Baez went on to say this court denied her the appellate court denied her So we had to take it to the federal system for somebody to finally step up and say Wait a minute. This can't happen in the united states. People are entitled to due process Her original lawyer, however, uh, jonathan bull did not comment and apparently recently from what I had found He had been barred from practicing law in 2018 now, um this case is absolutely atrocious. Uh, this case left Seth's family, not only just grieving for him, like you talk about uh, parents who lost their kid. they the two brothers that lost their brother. Amber and Kyle's mother loses both her kids to life sentencing. Uh, and she's also a nurse, by the way. Um, and she did work like an, uh, like an awful lot, um, at least from what I could find about her online. Now we have James Haven's life, um, <clears throat> absolutely wasted. Even though he's in his 40s, he's gonna get out 30 years later. He's going to be in his 70s by the time he gets out. Uh, Justin Soto, same thing. Life sentencing. It's just Michael Bargo. Life sentencing. Well, <clears throat> death penalty. I think they're trying to get the death penalty, like, fixed uh, for him, which, is, which always fascinates me. But I'll, I'll get to my opinion afterwards. Uh, although Charlie, uh, she's the only person who actually is released on this crime, um, still, being in prison changes you, even if you're just there for nine years, nonetheless. Um, all of this. All of this over a love triangle like 15 years old you you're not fighting about like your your favorite bands your your movies your aspirations i don't know like i don't know hey mom and dad they won't let me go to the party tonight like anything else that seemed like normal like anything that seemed normal at all um i found it absolutely just amazing and this case uh fascinates me just because of how young they are now often you uh now what's been not often but recently what's been discovered is the fact that uh scientifically or psychologically however you want to put it your brain it does not finish developing until around the age of 25 years old now everyone knows that there's different levels of intellectual uh intellectuality where you're just whether you're book smart whether you're emotionally intelligent there's a bunch of factors that go into it right um uh there was an argument stating that well she's too young to really know like what she did here's the problem this goes beyond premeditated murder like this is just like this is way too detailed you're like like you did all that but you couldn't do your homework like really same amount of effort one has a better outcome um it's insane to me when i look at this because you look at the uh the juvenile justice system you see how there's like so many changes where you're looking at miller versus alabama there's all this stuff that's out there and Uh, The American uh, juvenile justice system is trying very hard to like demonstrate restorative uh, justice and yet uh, Here we are um, Looking at a case like that and you're like Can we restore that kind of person? What would lead a teenager to think like this behavior is absolutely acceptable Um, what cases did she read that they thought well we're young so we'll probably just get out like when we're 20 and then i'm gonna have my whole life in front of me i'm like what the fuck like what what were you thinking of i i remember thinking i mean before the i mean the internet had just kind of just came out so like you know youtube and all that stuff wasn't there it was like geocities and juno um, <laughs> um but i was just excited about the fact that the internet had even existed that i could talk to people like through a computer. I was so fascinated with that. I thought I was so cool. I think I was one of the few friends like who actually had an email and I told him like, this is the future you guys don't know. Uh, and they all thought I was a nerd. Guess was wrong? Um, but anyway, uh, it's just it's absolutely fascinating to kind of see like how this whole thing came together. It's like, <clears throat> this is a group decision. Now, here's my issue with Justin Soto. You are the oldest of the group. He is 20 years old. He has really no relation. Not that what they did to Seth is, is excusable, but there's really no relation to Seth whatsoever. He just joins in. Just to join in, for at least from what I have found. Now, if I'm wrong, someone can feel free to like correct me in the in the comments. Um, but that is absolutely mind-blowing. I can't remember at 20 if someone was like, hey, you like, you wanna like do this? Like, oh, that sounds illegal. I don't know, I don't wanna be in jail for the rest of my life. Okay, come on. Like, I've never I can't wrap my head around it. Like, there's just you know the difference like it takes uh i believe it was sonia jackson who quoted this um and it's written in one of the cases uh sonia jackson says that even a two-year-old uh knows the difference between right and wrong as well as if you're going to cause harm to someone um and i feel like that's such a strong statement because it is true even though you are mentally developing you're kind of growing you're not fully developed until you're 25 but as a teenager mentally you're actually psychologically challenging what is yourself as a person individually as to define who you are separate of your parents as well as the influences of your parents which is why teenagers often can be so rebellious but this goes beyond being rebellious um I think it is insane that uh Amber pushed very hard for like oh well, it was Michael who made me do that like he's such a controlling boyfriend like I couldn't do anything um very quick to play that that female card which is which bothers me because I, I've known women who will have their asses handed to them by their boyfriends or their husbands and they're scared to death to leave or like um, or they uh, at the time were very scared to leave and then yet here she is playing that card to the best of her ability to get away with murder and it's just like you are part of the problem for reason why women are scared to tell their stories because you're not lying. Um, then you have Kyle Hooper. All right, I get it. He slept with his girlfriend, Alyssa, but honestly... Um, it's not worth it. It is absolutely not worth it. And also in in hindsight, it's got to be a little scary for Alyssa, right? Because I I don't know too much about her, obviously, because she's juvenile or whatever. But, um, all Kyle's reasons for being involved was because of Alyssa, but like nothing happened to Alyssa. And it kind of makes me wonder if the police and if they did not say anything to their mom, was something going to happen to Alyssa down the line? Because eventually... Then anger may have like recalculated itself like a GPS system like I think we're gonna go over here. Um, So I think I think it's rather uh, scary and interesting at the same time. Um, I believe this case is the reason why there's like a statute um, uh, stating that when it comes to juvenile crimes you're not gonna get a lenient you know lenient sentencing or lenient charges. Um, they're gonna really sit down and dissect the crap out of this case to decide whether you deserve to have life in prison In fact, the judge who had actually, um, I forgot. I forgot their name right now, but the judge when he had, uh Sentenced them to life. He said he hadn't done that in like over 30 years and he does not take that sentence lightly And it seemed like he felt like well This is the last card I got because this one seems appropriate sentence for life. Like I mean, my god be better people um It's just That is an intense case like psychologically speaking uh i get it maybe your mom's really busy but your mom is a nurse uh what were you kids doing like how how does your mind develop into like actually thinking that that is personally like that is acceptable that is a-okay um and it's insane to me because i remember all the stuff i did when i was 15 and all i did was play hooky and i was just like yay i'm gonna go see a movie um, Maybe maybe it's just different in Florida maybe because I, I I'm you know, I grew up in New York City Maybe that's what it is. But nonetheless, it's It's a very strange case to me and it's sad because Imagine think very carefully you are 15 years old if you're not 15 you will be 15 Just think very carefully and I hope you if you by the way, if you're younger and you're watching this You should be watching lighter stuff. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but for anyone who who's an adult right go back to when you were 15 years old think about it real carefully what you were doing what you were so focused on you're like man this is what i really want to do this is what i don't want to do even if it was just going to prom it doesn't matter right um think about it very carefully you at 15 until the day you die you were stuck in prison for the rest of your life that's that's it like you didn't even get the chance to like actually live life at all and it's strange to me that none of that was ever like in their frame of mind the frame of mind was always about we have to aggravate Seth we have to piss off Seth we have to hurt Seth uh how dare Seth get mad that um that I cheated on him and it's just like like the narcissism to a whole other different level um Narcissists will frequently believe that they will they will gaslight you they will do things to aggravate you They will do everything they can to manipulate you down to a hole of a tea. and it is such a sad dark story that you're like You ended not just sex life, but your life all of your friends except for Charlie because she's the only one that's out right now um and then uh, okay well I'm, I'm not gonna say nothing about james he's 40 years old like you should have known better um i also did read somewhere else that i believe uh james is the one that gave the gun to michael i believe um i just had to read up more uh, on it um he actually gave him the gun um yeah like stepfather of the year um like i just like that backfired severely and it's just it's such a sad story because a chunk of people just had their lives completely Disrupted because you made one fatal decision when all you had to do was Leave each other alone. I mean, I guess my my ending commentary is that people often um, Get involved in things. I know it's easier to say when you're not involved in the situation and your emotions are high and You're thinking all this and this and this um, But at the end of the day uh, We are all irrelevant to each other Until we choose otherwise. Now I know some people are gonna be like, "Oh, but what about people that you work with or family?" Again, you can still be highly irrelevant, but it's all about how you choose to interact with each other. Um, At any given point, they could have just unfriended each other on social media. They could have just—I mean, I get there in school; they could avoid each other. But now you've lost everything. Was it really worth it? Because I'm personally not seeing that it is. Uh, That is my first episode of 52 Lockup for 52 crimes, 52 weeks. Hope you guys had enjoyed it. If you want, uh, give me some, please give me some feedback. I just want to know this is kind of my first time uh, doing it. I didn't realize how many people would be heavily interested in true crime until I started watching Mr. Ballin and Bailey. And then I, I believe Coffee is a Crime, Coffee Grindhouse. I mean, there's so many. Um, I mean, I can only watch so many on Netflix because they run out all the time. um, <laughs> um But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Please feel free to give me some feedback. And hope you guys have a wonderful 2022. I know this is a way to start 2022 with some dark shit, right? I know. Welcome to CADMA. Whoop whoop!